welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm Alex Albisu. I'm your host. This is episode 32. As always, you can go back and listen to other stories of fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook page. Uh, you can just search for The Dad Chronicle and uh, like that page there and make sure that you get all the updates about the show there. Today, I have a returning guest, a friend of mine. This is Omar. Omar. Hello. Hello. Hey, hello. Good to have everybody. you back. Thank Welcome you. to the Thanks. new studio. Yep. That, it's nice. Thank it's you. Spacious. Yeah, finally, like Fancy. we're not we're not crowded around like a a card table. We're we're like sitting across from each other. You're in on the couch on my chair. Yeah, no, this is better. We're in a different dank base right now. <laughs> not this as is, dank. Not as dank. Uh, dank. Do you want to remind the folks at home who you are? Sure. Uh, my name is Omar Aru. Me and Alex worked together over at Genesis for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, I am currently the owner of an escape room in Herndon called Escape Room Herndon. Yep. Um, I've got two boys, a 11-year-old and a 9-year-old son. Yes. They're growing fast and tall. And they're even... So they were tall last time you were here, and they're, they're even just, taller. It's Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he is going to be towering over me soon, so that fear of a dad of when their son is taller than them, it's coming. And he turns 12... <laughs> my oldest, his name is Owen. Yeah. He turns 12 uh, next month, and... The realization that he's soon going to be an actual teenager, and then he's three years from driving a car is frightening. Yeah, I and and that's actually kind of what I wanted to to touch on was some of the stuff that your boys um, have going on. Uh, the topic of video games um, and and how that has been uh, influential as they've been yeah entering their teen years, and we'll kind of we'll kind of touch that a little bit. Um, first, I wanted to address that. Your father had passed away. Yes, last yep. month. Uh, and yep, he passed away in April, end of April. Yeah, and um, again, my condolences. Thank you. you. We were talking about that a little bit earlier, and um, you know, y- you had some really kind things to say about him when when we last spoke on this show, not yeah. in general. Uh, but uh, and so, I think one of the things that stuck out of when we were kind of talking about it before we started recording. Um, was well, kind of how you've taken on the role of, you know, the logistics guy. Now now you're kind of taking up this mantle of, hey, I've got to start taking care of some things. Um, yeah. Can you can you talk about how that shift in dynamic? Yeah. So um, my dad, like some of the realizations that came across after he had passed away was the uh, I mean, essentially the burden he was carrying. Yeah. So he was, uh, he knew he, uh, he passed away from cancer. He knew he had it much earlier on than he let us know. So we was holding on to that for the sake of not having everyone around him worry or becoming a burden or that sort of thing. Ultimately, I mean, whether it was the right decision or not, um, it was his decision to make and he didn't want to put that onto everybody else. Right. There was a lot of other things he was doing, um, financially, information wise, all that kind of stuff try to help everyone not have to worry. But ultimately it came to a scenario where um, once he had passed, my mom was like, she didn't know how to do anything because he had taken care of everything for so long. Uh, So that's the kind of, instead of going into more of the mourning phase with them, I tried to pick up the mantle and help around the house, figure out the logistics, help her get everything straightened up so she can focus on what was important for her. Right. Um, what were some of the things like high, high level idea, uh, like, what were some things that he was taking care of? Uh, I mean, like he was, 
he was taking out loans to pay for debts and things like that. And Mm -hmm. um, he was, they were behind on payments on things Mm -hmm. and he was just not sharing that information with anyone. Mm -hmm. He was trying to find ways to kind of just keep putting it off so people wouldn't have to worry about that. And plus, I mean, not to mention the illness and the sickness and going to doctor's visits that he was doing that he didn't want to make on put on anyone else. Why, why do you think that is that he didn't want to that, tell you guys? that's who he was i mean really? that's he was like he was the take the burden on himself guy you know he didn't want his family all he really wanted in life was his family to be happy and for the friends around him to be happy and he was willing to take the burden on if it meant that they wouldn't have to worry yeah so that that's why i mean he did that throughout his life and so that's one of the things that he carried on all the way until the end yeah the the whole idea and i was sharing this before the show is you know part of the reason why i do this is to help people who may be in a similar situation listen to this and feel like they walked away with some kind of direction if they're lost um what would you say to the person who may be you know in your shoes about a a month or so ago Mm -hmm. uh when your father had passed like Uh, after he passed yeah like after he passed and he's and now now here you are with this responsibility um you know, I I'd, I'd say just do what I mean, I guess do what he did, you know, take the burden off the people around them. Mm-hmm. They are like my mom, she's dealing with things much harder because they've been together like 40 some 47 years. So she she described it as like it's like I've lost like a leg and an arm. Like yeah. though yeah. we they had like they would do separate things. You know, they had separate social lives and stuff, but whenever she was home, he was there and he was part of everything. Like where she would go and play bridge, but she would come back and they would chat and talk and stuff like that. Right. And he would watch his soccer games and then they would chat and talk about things. And she's like Galatasaray, which it was his favorite team. It's a Turkish uh, team. Right. Uh, They won their league. And she's like, I can't even talk to him about it. So it's little things like that that she misses. So I try to take let her mourn in that. Yeah. What she shouldn't have to worry about is bills and doing taxes yeah. and calling credit card companies and stuff yeah. like that. So take the burden on on yourselves if you can to help those around you yeah. if you can handle it. Yeah, if you can handle it. And I would also think like lean on people so yeah. that don't, don't do it all by yourself. Don't do it all by yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's that's great. That's better advice than I gave. Well, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I would say certainly it, it, there's merit to wanting to kind of take that on so yeah. that your, your mother doesn't have to deal with that. I mean, yeah. she's already dealing with enough and, and, you know, you as the man in her life now, it's like, yeah. you know, you, you have to support her and, and that's valiant of you and, and great. Um, but you know, don't, uh, don't let it all yeah, sit on you too. There's, I mean, that I just thought about the fact that like, there's, uh, I mean, God forbid anyone really has to go through this, but eventually most people do at some point. And, yeah not having prepared for a funeral before there's a lot that goes into it a lot of stuff i had no idea yeah and it's it comes at you quick and fast yeah you can't like you don't have a long time to research and learn things so um that was something like you know prep ahead of time make sure your family has a will make sure your parents have wills um it's important make sure you've done logistics you know what their wishes are because they might get to a point like my father did where he couldn't share any information with us anymore he was just present and he could smile and like hold hands and yeah. things but he wouldn't he couldn't share his wishes right right so get that ahead of time yeah that's a good point i don't i don't mean to go all like 
morbid. <laughs> uh, on, uh, you know, like like right off the bat, we're going to get no, into some I more mean, jovial topics. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think it's I think that this is certainly something that is important to talk about um, because, you know, while, while we want to pretend like this whole uh, fatherhood thing is fun and we get to play with our kids and watch them grow up, there are some really sad realizations that that come along with like our parents passing, grandparents, etc. Deanna and I were just talking about how we have to like we have to drop a will and stuff because yeah. we don't we don't have anything like that for Aria yet and, and you, yep. yep we need to we need to do that absolutely do so um yeah God being that, an adult sucks I know my my uh, my brother uh, said like one of the things he said that stuck with me is that like um, he said I always thought he'd be around like you never think yeah. of them not as around yeah so it's having that happen is a total shock of adulthood yeah it's suddenly like i'm now the old one in the family yeah and, and yeah and, and the fact that it happened you know he was diagnosed in january i yeah. believe with yeah. with cancer right and then and then here we are about a, a month ago he, months later, yeah. yeah i mean that's very quick yeah i think about my like my my grandfather passed away from als i mean that was about eight or nine months i mean that was pretty quick too but like i mean just a few months for you like i i sympathize yeah. so yeah, man, stay strong. I think that's. Thank uh, you. I appreciate yeah. the the words of wisdom. Um, I certainly hope that our listeners appreciate that. On a more light topic, <laughs> let's uh, gaming. L- gaming, and you actually walked right into the conversation as we were talking upstairs with Deanna. Um, you know, the, you, something that we immediately had in common um, was the fact that we're both kind of geeky and we kind of like the same things: comic books, video games. Um, you're the one that introduced me to the idea of the Infinity Gauntlet, and like, oh yeah, I was like, right. oh Omar, you see this movie coming out called like Infinity War, and you're like, do I ever? And yeah. then you uh, you handed me a stack so, of comics and you read it. So when in the end of uh, Infinity War, the first one, you're like, yep. I knew that was gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, guys, exactly. Guys, this is okay. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so when we, uh, so so. I was like, this guy has got to be a part of my life, and I was, <laughs> I was so, I was so thankful uh, that I uh, that we were able to kind of bond over some of that stuff. And video games is is a big piece of this. And so you play video games with your boys, I do. Um, you know, and and I think about how I kind of like play in my head, like, okay, what what what's Arya gonna like? Is she gonna yeah. hate video games? You know, not to say like Deanna hates video games. She's just not really into it. So is she gonna follow her mom's footsteps? Or is she gonna go like full throttle like her dad and want to buy all the things? And and is she gonna <laughs> you know hang out with me and play video games? What has that whole experience been like for you? So I've been gaming since I was younger than my kids. So my entire life has been had gaming involved some way or another since mm-hmm. uh, since I came to the states. Um, and what I decided when the kids were young, what me and Melissa, my wife, decided was that, you know, there's going to be plenty of time for them to learn gaming. Yeah. You know, we I game a lot. Once that time comes, we'll we'll dive into it. So we didn't really introduce them to gaming till much later on, till like Owen was maybe seven, somewhere around oh. there. So they didn't play early on. They did other stuff. Like um, what? Nature. Melissa loves hiking. They would yeah. go hiking. They would go play at the creek. Yep. Uh, draw, um, stuff like that. You know, just, just kid stuff. They would yeah. play. Play with toys. Play with things. Just don't do screens just yet. Yeah. And then once they got into it, then now they're now it's just it's unstoppable yeah. there's no way to stop them now they are better at Fortnite 
far better at Fortnite, even the little one. Uh, Aiden, who plays on his iPad, he plays Fortnite better than I do. I don't, I'm not a big fan of Fortnite, but I'm not either. Okay. All right. So, but I still, I mean, like they, they joke me as a noob. So I've gone from being this ridiculously good Call of Duty player at some point to being called noob by my 11 year old son. <laughs> okay. Because I'm a burden to their squad. <laughs> So, so, okay, hold on. You know, we talk about this whole, and I think you mentioned it earlier, it's like your son gets better than you, it gets yeah. taller, it gets stronger than you. Here you are, you've started facing this in a slightly different way, a slightly less traditional way. You have been good at Halo pretty much since Halo came out. Well, Call of Duty. Okay, Call, Call, oh, Call of Duty. Yeah, Halo, okay. I, I just, yeah, Call of Duty is my thing. I'm pretty decent at Overwatch too. Okay. But... Like, yeah, like but Call of Duty from the beginning. I mean, I was playing, like, COD 4 was where I really got good yeah. at it. But, I mean, before that, I was playing, you know, like, regular old school games that are hard to play. Yeah. They're much harder, yes. maybe, than today's games. But I just, I don't know what it is. The They're kids with their damn quick motions. and. But, you know, so, okay, I was talking to um, Don, who's been on the show. I think he was on, what, two episodes ago, if you're listening to this show. Don was was talking to me about how, you know, him, he's in his 50s, 50s. Yes, he's in his 50s. He uh, his reaction times have gotten much slower as he's gotten older. And I and I <laughs> took a second to kind of like realize, like, oh, my God, that's happening to me. Like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. entering my 30s. You know, here I am kind of like I realize I'm starting to slow down. When I'm playing Overwatch, I mean, like, I've got these 12-year-old kids that are whooping my butt. I used to play uh, Half-Life um, uh, Team Fortress. Yeah. And I was just headshots. Oh, yes. there's a head. Boom, dead. Yes. Oh, there's a head. Boom, dead. Yes. Now I I use Bastion and Junkrat because aim is not important. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I use Junkrat, too, because you just lob grenades. I just, and like, throwing them out there. Yeah, they're going to blow toss up. Toss a mine. You got and close, you're dead. So people, if you're listening, this character literally it just he lobs grenades at people. And same thing, Reaper. You just get up in their yeah. face, you pop a couple shotgun shots. But like if you were to put me in like as like a sniper character, yep. I am not very good. No. I'm not. Owen plays with uh Farah and he he was like, oh, I got twenty kills. I was like, How are you doing this? Oh, it's Farah. just I mean, yeah, so like um so we took the approach of introducing him to games, letting him know that there's absolutely nothing wrong with playing video games, and it's totally cool and fine in moderation, and then also trying my damnedest on how to make him a good gamer as a person, not as just a horrible trash talking. Like, yeah, let's dive kid. a little. Let's dive a little bit more into that. I think that um, there's a lot of responsibility on parents to have their kids be responsible citizens of the internet is yes. what I'll call them. I'm not <laughs> even going to say just gaming. I'm talking about social media, uh, blog posts, really anything that's hitting the internet. How do we make our kids less of, you know, an a-hole? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had to take Fortnite away for a week um, because he was uh, raging. 
in his games. Really? And it's because his friends talk smack about how well they're doing. Yeah. He feels pressure to do well so that he can also share in that. Where I'm like, you're doing this all wrong. This is yeah. gaming is for fun, not for competition. Right. I mean, you could compete at some point, and a lot of people do. But what you're doing is entirely different from the purpose of gaming. If right. you're not having fun, find a different game. Yep. If this isn't the game for you, don't rage and get mad at the game. Just play something else. Yep. So he was doing it, like, from my perspective, he was doing it all wrong. Uh, a throne controller is all it took, and he <laughs> lost it for he lost it for a week and knew that if he did it again, he would I would just take it off the Xbox, and yep. he wouldn't be able to get it again. So he's controlled it, but now he's gotten good, Okay. which is different <laughs> because now he just talks trash all the time. <laughs> And it was like before he wasn't good, so he's raging at like dying early. And he was like, um, he was for anyone who hasn't seen Fortnite or don't doesn't know what it is. It's battle royal gaming where there's like say a hundred people. Generally, this is a general premise: a hundred people, and everyone's playing for finishing first. Yeah, very tough to do. It doesn't happen all the time. But he was raging because he couldn't do that. So he would hide in bushes and hope that he could get to the final five and just luck into it. And he would rage out. Now he's playing with his friends and they do squads, which is a little different, where you're playing with your friends. And they're beating people and they're doing good. And he's he's totally switched to the other spectrum of it, where now he is talking trash to people, like his friends. He's not talking to public because we don't let them. But yeah. Him and his friends would just be like, oh, did you see that headshot? Oh. And they just scream and yell. Yep. And it's they are those kids. The ones yes. where you jump online, us older folks jump online and go like, oh, I wonder what's going on in the game lobby. And then you get called a noob and by someone with a screechy voice. That's my son. <laughs> that's that's who's doing it. My 11-year-old. So, so how, do you, how do you combat that as a parent? <sighs> it's hard. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's... I tell him the important parts of it, you know, the the whole do it for fun, be a good sport. If you're not a good sport, if you don't say GG, which is like good game to people, then yeah. you're going to become the people that you didn't like playing with before. Yeah. You are the bully. Yep. So we don't want you to be a bully. Gaming isn't for you to be a bully. The internet isn't for you to be a bully. If you use it in that manner, you'll lose those kinds of privileges. Yep. But you the know. internet is a privilege, not a right. Yeah. yeah. So we try, but man, you know, it's tough. I mean, it's, I, tough. it's also the fact that he's going through puberty and oh, yeah. like, you know, he's got these like this testosterone. He's like, oh, what's this? All of a yeah, sudden I'm okay. aggressive, yeah. you know, like I get it. Um, how do you how do you manage the the time spent on video games? Um, try to balance it with uh, time outside, time like away from screens yeah um it is at at this age uh he's 11 turning 12 um um all of his friends play games some of Mm -hmm. them are playing games when i jump online and they'll invite me because it's like 9 30 or 10 o'clock and i'm playing and they're still online playing games so they're up in the morning before school playing and then at night so he has a lot of pressure like I would say gaming peer pressure from his friends to play it whenever they are. Um, yeah. So we try to just completely allow him to have these 
this time as long as he understands that this is a limited time and this is your cutoff. And he's really been good about like, okay, my cutoff is this. If I don't make the cutoff, hey, guys, I got to go. Otherwise, I won't be able to come back on some other time. Yeah. Okay, that's good. He, he knows the repercussions. Yeah, because then if he plays over, it's kind of like um, uh, draining the reserves yeah. at super speed. So yeah. he plays for another 15 minutes. He's not going to play again that day. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. And is that game that important to you that you want to keep playing? Is he Was he pretty receptive to that method at first, or did he fight he it a bit? He doesn't really have a choice. I'll go down there and just turn the Xbox off. Yeah. Yeah, Good. which I've done. Really? Yeah, it's like, what was his reaction? He's like, guys, my dad's coming to... <laughs> <laughs> his mic just cuts off. Oh, God, it's so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, I mean that in kind of a sadistic sort of way, just because... Like, I, re- I remember being that kid. I remember yeah. being your son and my dad walking in and be like, nope, it's done. And yeah. and uh, just seeing that that is still put in practice, that is so satisfying. What, what I still have going, and I don't know how long this will last, is that it is still my gaming system that he's allowed to play on. Okay. So he is very aware of that. Like, if I want to kick him off, I can. It's not his games. It's not his stuff. And it's a privilege. Yeah. We'll see how long that lasts for. Because now he's coming into those teen years where he's going to rebel against things. Yeah. And we'll see. We'll see. It's it's all an adventure. You're going <laughs> to end up buying him his, his own system? Or? No, no. No, probably not. But I might buy myself a new one and give him the old one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, you're the one that makes the money. Yeah. Right? I, I do want Whatever. that. Uh, was it? The Xbox app? Xbox, Xbox X, S. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just so pretty. Or Xbox One S, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's so much like the like uh, my buddy James. He's got that, yeah. And we'll be uh, loading into Overwatch. He's like, oh, I'm picking my character. I was like, oh, quick, I'm still yeah. on the load screen. I know, I know. It's the worst. I have a so I ended up trading with my dad for a PS4 Pro. Uh-huh. Uh, so I have I have all the systems minus a, a Switch, and uh, <laughs> I I was like, you know, I'm. I was like, I'm thinking about doing some streaming and some uh, and some VR and stuff with my PlayStation. But I've looked at, you know, uh, the the system and stuff that I have. My PlayStation it just doesn't cut out. And uh, my dad has had a PlayStation 4 Pro, and like you could see over there, I've got the VR headset just hanging out right there. We can play a little bit of that a little bit later. Oh hell yeah! Um, and and I was like, Dad, you know. I, this is kind of what I'm thinking. You, you don't use your PlayStation 4 Pro as much unless, like, we're over. Do you mind if we just swap? And uh, and and he's so funny because he's just like, oh yeah, here take the VR. Here's all the games. Just give me your whenever you want. And I'm like, oh, so that <laughs> saves me a few hundred dollars. Okay, wow. great, nice. And so you know, he just want he he bought it because we and and we got a lot of use out of it over there, but. Um, yeah, so that that PS4 Pro man makes a huge difference. Load uh-huh. times, everything is just—it's the same thing. It's the Xbox One S. Um, we'll we'll play some uh, some VR a little bit later. Heck yeah, I have not yet played any VR. Really? Yes. Oh, it's a blast. Yeah, I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's a good no, time. We'll definitely we'll totally do it. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you your your thoughts on the whole topic around like video game violence affecting kids what what, what's your stance on that i i grew up on it and i have yet to kill anyone 
This, <laughs> this, 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 how this is an too. official statement. I have not killed anyone. To right. My, that, to that, my knowledge. That, that, that yeah. you know of. Yeah, yeah, that I know of. Like, intentionally. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, I, I have no problem with it at all. I think it's, like, I mean, have you gone back to watch 80s movies? Have oh, you yeah. watched RoboCop? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Lots of gore. I watched that when I was young. So that is nothing compared to what they see in video games these days. Oh, yeah. Like, there's, I don't think there's any issue with the violence at all. I mean, it's a scapegoat. It's like um, a way to get away from what the real issue is. Right. Find a scapegoat, make that, make everybody defend that scapegoat, and you've ch- changed the topic to like, well, let's talk about video games for a while instead yeah. of what actual might be a culprit of and then, like violence. Yeah, and then people at the end are like, wait, what were we talking about again? Yeah, exactly. Ah, let's just move on. Uh, I had such a hard time defending video yeah. games from you guys again for the hundredth time. I'm really done with this conversation. Yeah. I, I have no, I have no problem with it at all. My where I look at the ratings and things like that is where. Um, if it's excessive violence, yeah. Um, like you know, if for instance, like in Battlefield or something, or Call of Duty, where there's a stabbing motion, the guy guts the guy. Yeah, you know, I'm probably not gonna have them play that game yet. Yep. But That's as far fair. as like shooting games and things like that, I'm yeah, not like a Fortnite. Concerned. I mean, it's cartoonish. Not World of Warcraft. Like it's the same thing. It's just you're just kind of yeah. What I don't want them to do is have an adverse effect to like horror games or things like that, where it's a scary game and yep. it gives them nightmares from games. Then then it becomes like where I have to stay up. <laughs> well, really, Melissa. I mean, let's be honest. But yeah. Yeah. Where she's like, uh, you let him play like uh, Resident Evil yeah. Seven. Resident Evil. What are you doing? It's like, ah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like he's scared of the dogs now. Who? Yeah. Uh, so, OK, let me ask how. How have they taken a scary game? Well, have they played a scary game yet? Uh, no, Aiden, Aiden does not like scary games. He doesn't well, like Aiden's scary a young things. one. Owen oh. has... No, I personally don't like scary games. Really? <laughs> oh, God. I know it's your thing. I hate them. Oh, I hate them. man. I, that, I, uh, I have a game for you to play on the VR then. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, no, see, like the, <laughs> like the jump scares and stuff in video games, it's just not... Like, I know it's coming, <laughs> and I hate myself for like really reacting to it. Because I know better. If you guys could see Omar right now, he's like cringing and, yeah, I know and like crawling into the couch. Yeah, oh you get nervous. Yeah. You get nervous. You, I know because I'm going to the VR thing. And I won't gonna, put you through it. We're going to play like uh, Resident Evil yeah. and it's going to be I'll like. put him through it, guys. I'm going to make him do it. <laughs> God, it's going to be. Hey, what's around that door? Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I know it's going to happen. Uh, but no, they don't They don't care too much about them. Um, they, I mean, most of their favorite games, most of the things that I played with them uh-huh. were... Uh, Terraria, which is like Minecraft, played tons of Minecraft together, played Lego games together. It's fun family gaming um, where we just kind of hang out and play games at the same time. It's very low on the objective. It's more kind of open world, do what you want, and just kind of hang out. It's a blast playing like the three of us, my two sons and I will play those kinds of open world games all the time. What was the first game that they ever played? Minecraft was the first one we played together. Um, that's a great choice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's building blocks. It's Minecraft Legos. is not my thing, but I get it. Like I and I get the impact, the positive impact it can have. Yeah, I mean, we were building like houses together and things like that, and um, they would they would come up with their own structures. Then through that, we also there's a um, a circuit that you can learn. So you can learn to wire up circuits and do like cause and effect inside the game. Really? Where, yeah, you can do that. It's called redstone circuits. Oh. 
So you can do like an on-off switch, which will push push a piston. So my son created a waterfall and a on-off switch piston that would shut the waterfall on and off. Oh, cool. And he came up with that all on his own. And we really? would do, like, after that, we learned different things. Like, there's tutorials to do, like, rocket launchers where you could launch, like, TNT uh-huh. uh, using, like, a push and pull kind of system. Oh, very neat. Yeah, we would create secret doors and stuff like that. It was great. It was good learning. It was a great introduction to how to use a, the dexterity of you a see, controller. That's, that's awesome because there's uh, – that, that further drives home the point of, like, video games can actually have a positive – impact i think that that's like a really great creative outlet and yeah yeah he would uh he would do research and read books on how to make different things he would come up with designs and then implement them inside the game very cool yeah yeah it was great and then terraria took that one step further with the building and then also added a combat aspect to it to get a little bit more excitement more adventure more discovery and then now he shoots people with shotguns in Fortnite. Well, so, okay, so <laughs> Fortnite is today's uh, choice, but, like, yeah. well, what's what's the next game going to be? Um, He really likes Overwatch. Yeah, I mean, Overwatch has been around for two, three years now? Yeah. Two years. Just it's one two of my year, favorite right? games right now. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. If you haven't played Overwatch and you're listening to this, you're like, what's video games? Then you're not going to understand. Yeah. But if you do, Overwatch is fantastic. Yeah. It's so well-balanced. There's so many choices. Yep. Um. Who's you your know, who's your go-to? So you said Junkrat. Oh, Bastion's my. I just oh, if God, you if, Bastion, like, man. I'll be your Huckleberry. You need some firepower. I'll, I'll just all right. I'm switching over to Bastion, and then if you need a shield, I'm your Arissa. I, I play oh, I do like Arissa. Arissa, yeah. Bastion, Junkrat, and Moira for. Oh, um, I like Moira a lot. Support. Yeah, those those are my go-to. I've been trying to get good with Genji a little <sighs> bit. He's all those. Tough. All those heroes, I can't do Well, and again, them. it goes back to the point, like, it's all kids playing Genji because he's yeah. all Twitch. It's yeah. all Twitchy. Like, if yeah. you guys ever want to watch me play it, I, I, I stream it on Twitch every once in a while, speaking of Twitch. <laughs> uh, Twitch.tv slash cross715. Just uh, go there, follow, and get notifications when I go online. And uh, always happy to play with other folks who are gamers. Um, Omar, uh, you know, I, I want to mention, I know you're like, I'm not, uh, don't talk about the, the escape room. We don't yeah, have to, yeah. uh, it, but I want to because you just opened up a cool new room and I'm really excited to check it out. Oh, speaking of gaming. Yeah. Yes. So my latest room, the one we just opened um, earlier this month is called 8-Bit Escape. Yep. And it's... Wait, it's, wait, wait. Give us... Okay. Pretend like we, the audience are going into your escape room and you're and you're setting the tone you're giving us the story do you want to hear the story yes okay so the intro so before uh for those of you who haven't done escape room so far before you go in we'll give you the objective and story for that room and then set you into that room so the story for 8-bit escape is that you just got a brand new gaming system and all your friends have come over to play this new system However, once you get into your basement, you find that your mom has hidden away all your gaming gear until you finish your homework. So you have 60 minutes to find all your gear, put it back together, and get it working before your friends get bored and go over to Wade's house. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best story I think I've ever heard in this game because I was like, oh, do we have to do homework now? Like, do we have to like, like, what are we going to, oh, no, we're just trying to like do this all behind mom's back, which is. It, it speaks exactly to yeah, my childhood. It, it's like, so the, the room is a homage to what I remember from being a kid and all the little things that were, there's so much stuff in there that's just almost there for me. 
And it's like, I hope you guys had the same childhood I did because I'm building this based on my childhood. I think that it's going to speak to a lot of people. And I helped do some of the voiceover yeah. stuff in yeah, that yeah, room. Yeah. And, oh, and it's great. Is it good? Did it, it, really really good? Is. it really so, is. Yeah. So if you go to that room and, and you hear some cranky old man or some voice in the uh, pizza delivery guy, something like that, <laughs> there, there's going to be, uh, that's Alex. So we did. I don't know how many takes you did of that pizza guy, but oh man, that pizza guy. Well, I, oh no, the I did first maybe like a dozen. Okay, the so. first one still the best. Is it's, it good? That's okay. one. Oh my god, is that the one it's, you kept? It's so fantastic. It is. I love that. Like every time anyone plays it, it's just like it's just beautiful. It's so well done. Do they do they have like a positive reaction to the voiceover? Uh, a or is there bit, just yeah. kind of like a, it's oh, more? Whatever. It's almost for us at this point because they're so involved in the yeah. game. But it's like I have heard a few people be like, that guy hates his job. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great. Oh, you'll have to play the game and uh, and see. So Omar with Escape Room Herndon, I appreciate it. Yeah. Omar, course, my friend, thank yeah. you. Um, thank you. So, uh, again, you know, if you wanted to listen to other uh, stories of fatherhood, visit thedadchronicle.com. Uh, leave us a five-star rating on iTunes and that sort of stuff. That helps. Um, if you'd like to reach out and communicate, you can email the Dad Chronicle Podcast at gmail.com. Again, our guest is Omar Aru. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Say goodbye to the nice folks, nice folks at home. <laughs> goodbye, folks. Goodbye. <laughs> if you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.